Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there and keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage, simple, affordable, reliable. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1959, Moderate and Selective Frugality by ESI of ESIMoney.com. And I'm your host and personal finance enthusiast, Diana Merriam. We're going to get right to today's post and start optimizing your life. Moderate and Selective Frugality by ESI of ESIMoney.com. A couple of years ago, I was in need of an audiobook to listen to during a long drive. So I picked up Money Secrets of the Amish, finding true abundance in simplicity, sharing, and saving. To say the least, it was an interesting read. In case you're thinking about reading this book, I'll save you the time and give a quick summary. Here's why the book says the Amish do well financially. They're extremely frugal at all times. Not kind of frugal not somewhat frugal, extremely frugal, and not frugal now and then, not frugal most of the time, frugal at all times. The book says that their general mantra is use it up, wear it out, make do or do without. Mostly good. This is generally a good philosophy in my opinion and a key part of almost any successful financial plan. After all, spending less than you earn is a key step in growing your net worth, while overspending is one of the worst money mistakes a person can make. But the Amish make this otherwise commendable practice unpleasing by going a bit overboard, assuming the book is accurate, which I'm not sure it is. How? They're painfully frugal. I can't recall the exact examples the author used, but I do know they were so bad that I could only listen to one of the five CDs before I gave up. They didn't reuse toilet paper, but some of the tips were in a similar category, the kind where you say, no matter how bad it gets, I'm not doing that. It probably comes as no surprise to you that I consider myself on the frugal side of the spend-save scale. But these tips even gave me pause. Add to this that the Amish weren't frugal in just one area of their lives, but they were frugal in every area of spending, painfully frugal in every area of life. It was brutal to listen to. But then I wondered, why am I having this reaction? I believe in frugality, right? I believe in spending less than you earn, right? Isn't that simply what they're doing? Yes and no. 
They're certainly frugal and obviously are spending less than they earn, but I thought to myself that they weren't practicing my kind of frugality. This, of course, made me stop and wonder, are there different kinds of frugality? There must be if the Amish were frugal and so was I, and yet I didn't like their degree of frugality. This obviously led to the question, what is my kind of frugality? My kind of frugality. After thinking about it, I came up with what I think is an accurate description of my kind of frugality. I call it moderate and selective frugality. Here's what I mean by that. Moderate means that I like to be frugal to a point, but I won't go so far as to buy something cheap simply because it's the best price. Instead, I look for value, considering both cost and benefit. This means that sometimes I pay a higher price, but then I get something worth more too. The Amish seem to go for cheapest almost no matter what. They equate lowest price with best. I'm not sure this is the case or is even what the author was saying they do, but it sure seemed that way to me. And selective means that I'm not frugal in every area of my life. While I'm generally frugal, I make purchases that most people would consider not frugal. Some examples, new cars, cruises, and cable TV. That said, even when I purchase items like these, I work on getting them as inexpensively as possible. In addition, there's another area where I differ from the Amish. I put time and effort into growing my income. This is not to say that the Amish ignore this. In fact, many Amish have great businesses. I grew up in Iowa where nearby Amish families had all sorts of successful companies. But they don't focus on the income side of wealth creation as much as I do. And on average, they don't have the potential of earning as much as I do. As a result, I end up with more leeway and options when it comes to spending. In short, I can afford to splurge a bit here and there and still have a good cash flow to fund my savings and investments. To summarize, my frugality is based on getting the best product or service for the price, that is shopping for value instead of just price, spending on some things I enjoy that may or may not make pure economic sense. After all, we have to enjoy life, right? We just can't be over-the-top spenders on everything. We need to be selective or we'll spend way too much. And having as large a gap as possible between earning and spending so I have more freedom to spend if I choose to. Thinking all this through was actually an interesting process for me. It revealed some things about my spending philosophy that I hadn't consciously considered and helped me connect the dots in a way I haven't previously. So for that reason, I liked the book. It's just those bare-bones spending practices I wasn't fond of. You just listened to the post titled Moderate and Selective Frugality by ESI of ESIMoney.com. If you've been using Mint to manage your finances, I've got some bad news. Mint is shutting down. But now for the good news. There's a better alternative. Our sponsor, Monarch Money. Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it. Maybe you're saving for a down payment, a wedding, a dream vacation, your kid's college. I've found that Monarch makes it so easy to help you reach your financial goals, whatever they are. I definitely wouldn't be able to allocate my finances or plan as clearly without help from Monarch. In fact, Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all of your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. 
create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com OFD. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash OFD for your extended 30-day free trial. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear, upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage. USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. I've mentioned before that when I was getting out of debt and fixing my finances, I was a bit extreme in terms of frugality. While I've certainly relaxed a bit, my tendency is to not want to spend money. When I do spend money, I tend to be highly critical about the value of that purchase. I do think that a period of time of questioning or debating every purchase was valuable, but I need to remind myself often that it was a season of my life that is now over. When I was getting out of debt, I was hypercritical of every dollar spent. Any money I spent on needs or wants was less money that I could throw at my high interest debt, and I looked at that debt as an emergency. It felt like my hair was on fire. So questioning every purchase was beneficial in that season of my financial journey. It allowed me to get out of 30 grand of debt in 11 months. It also allowed me to reach coast by status, build an incredible cash position, and create a lifestyle that allows me to easily cover my expenses with minimal work. However, I'm in a new season of life now. I'm finally in the financial position where I don't have to worry about money so much. And so being hypercritical over every dollar spent isn't necessary anymore. But it's a hard habit to break. I'll give you an example. Earlier this year, my beloved dog buddy needed to have x-rays and an ultrasound. He ended up being totally fine. But I paid nearly $800 just to find out that my dog was totally fine. At first, I was bitter about this expense. And this is the remnants of my former mindset where I scrutinized every dollar. But the more I thought about it, the more I was able to intentionally shift into a mindset of gratitude. I'm so grateful that I could easily pay for this. And the peace of mind knowing that my best bud is okay is worth way more to me than $800. Feeling gratitude for our ability to pay for things versus being bitter over money spent is a great sign that we're evolving in our relationship with money. And that will do it for today and another installment of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a happy Thursday. Thank you for being here every day and listening. And I'll see you on the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.